Can you imagine the mine of the future? What technologies will drive this vision? Hi, I am Rochelle Boerta and welcome to Deep Insights. In this episode, Senior Editor Gerard Peter speaks to Neil McCoy, Business Line Manager for Automation and Digitalization at Sandvik Mining and Rock Technology, about the great technological strides his company is making in helping to shape the mine of the future. Neil, thank you for joining us today. Now, there's a lot of exciting innovations that are coming out of Sandvik at the moment. But before we touch on this, let me start by asking you, how do you envisage the mine of the future? Well, this is uh, always an interesting question. Um, there are so many different ways of, of looking at it. But um, I guess um, for, for, for me personally, um, uh, the mine of the future would be a mine that is fully connected. Um, you know exactly what's happening uh, underground or on surface in the operations 24-7, and you can basically access this information um, uh, anywhere in the world um, where you may be sitting. So you start managing your operations remotely, and you've got full visibility of what's going on. Um, coupled to this, you will also have um, applicable automation as well. Um, so note that I say applicable automation. I think um, there's very specific reasons for that, um, that everyone would like uh, the mine to be fully automated, but there are obviously certain things that in the in the near future, um, 10 to 15 years, that we won't be able to. So to automate equipment, Sandvik's done it for many years, but for example, the person who's got to go repair that equipment when it's down, um, we, we haven't found a, a viable solution for, for, for that, that type of scenario yet. Plus, there are certain pieces of equipment in the mines that um, that will be there for quite a long time that, that are low technology um, type equipment um, that you couldn't necessarily easily automate overnight as well. So it's definitely a mine where you can see what's going on, um, where you have equipment as autonomous as possible. And this even means that you would have a mix of, of fleets. So you would have the ability for autonomous equipment to interact and operate with manual equipment without having complex um, safety systems in place and um, having to separate or isolate the operations. And then obviously the centralized operations management with all the information flowing to a central point um, and everyone's connected on the mine. So Neil, can you tell me what are the key factors that drive Sandvik's automated and digitalization goals? You know, example, is it safety, sustainability, uh, both or anything else? Well, uh, it really starts from, from, from the demand from the customers um, and what they want and where they want to hit. So that's always our starting point. Um, we, we, we always got our ears to the ground. We work very closely with our customers. Uh, we try to keep abreast with, with market trends. Um, we try to be leaders in, in, in most of the areas where we can, certainly. So, um, you know, we always take into account where the customers want to head, and then we look at the development of our systems to align accordingly. Um, you know, so definitely safety um, and sustainability are always at, at the heart of, of how we do things. Um, we design our, our systems to, to the highest level of safety, especially our automation systems. And we take great pride in the fact that we've, we've, we've got an, an, an impressive safety record related to our systems um, with zero LTI injuries um, in all the time that we've actually operated our, our equipment on mines uh, in automated mode. Um, now, we obviously need to take that to the next level. Um, 
when we start looking at you know how we get these this equipment now to interact with with people and other equipment on the mines um, because that's really the next step for customers to 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 be um, productive and and to be efficient. Um, Automation, as it stands currently, with having to isolate mining areas, may have limited applications in some type of mining environments. So it's very difficult to 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 apply to to everything. Um, so if you if you um, if if you look at what the next step is in terms of safety, well, you know, a piece of equipment that you don't need an operator on, that can drive around, sense by itself, um, sense where it is, be able to perceive dangers. Um, is certainly the, the the next logical step then that someone would want to take, and with the release of our Automine concept vehicle recently, um, I think we are we are demonstrating what this vision is like. Um, in terms of sustainability, um, battery technology and renewable energies um, and alternative power sources are at the heart of all the customer discussions. Um, they want to eliminate um, emissions underground from from diesel equipment, and we are also developing our technology along that line as well. So. From, from a Sandvik point of view, um, we have a vision to become circular, um, but then this also applies to the customer side as well, being able to provide them with equipment that, um, uh, that, that they can integrate into their solutions um, for, 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 for their sustainability targets and to lower emissions underground and to improve the working environment of people. Um, that's really how we focus our design of our equipment. Okay, Neil, earlier you touched on, you know, the, the mine of the future. Now, Sandvik has been developing autonomous and remote operated equipment for 20 years. How has the advancement of technology enabled the company to further its vision of an automated and digitalized mine? Well, um, if you if you look at what I mentioned uh, uh, just now, um, let's take an automine concept vehicle. Yeah. So 20 years ago, um, the focus was on how do we get a piece of equipment to move and how do we use the applicable technology? Um, and that was really moving it in a system from A to B. Um, with the advancement of things like artificial intelligence, um, new types of scanning devices, um, um, all these technologies, for example, that they use on the cars um, uh, that are driving the motor industry in terms of autonomous vehicles, we can now start applying these to the mining industry and using similar sort of thinking. Um, to, to, to further um, our solutions. So self-driving vehicles able to perceive where they are in the environment and then to, to, to physically interact and operate safely underground um, is, is how we then um, look at improving um, and advancing our digital offerings. And when it, when it comes to digitalization itself, it's all about information management. So as the equipment itself evolves and it becomes more intelligent, you can pull more information off of it. So at the same time, we've realized that although, yes, autonomy is one element, um, information management is certainly another big part of the industry. So we've developed our software packages um, to, to assist customers to be able to visualize the data that they're getting off of the equipment in the mines and to be able to manage the operations from a day-to-day -day point of view more efficiently. Um, coupled to this, we've looked at, for example, emerging um, emerging technologies in the market. Um, uh, not long ago, we, we purchased uh, Nutrex. Um, to further build on our digital, our digital platform and expand our offering for the customers. Um, this includes things like uh, not only information management and task management, but things like um, from a safety point of view, uh, CAS level nine developments, being able to slow down and stop equipment um, according to, to, to the, the, the CAS level nine requirements. Um, 
as well as expanding on our IoT devices that we offer customers. So, you know, the interaction of people with vehicles, how do you, how do you bring those two together, for example? So having ways to track people underground, um, all of these technologies um, of developing at a rapid rate. So we've also managed to, to acquire certain key companies over the last few years as well to expand our portfolio so that we can really focus on helping the customer deliver what they need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, you mentioned acquisitions, but Sandvik also partners with, you know, well-known tech companies such as Cisco and IBM to further its autom automated and digitized offerings. Can you list a few key successes born out of these partnerships? Well, certainly um, by, by partnering with companies, we are able to develop the latest technology. For example, um, when we look at our test mindset up that we have in, in, in Finland, it gives us a unique opportunity to be able to, 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 let's say, play with these new technologies prior to them being introduced into the mines to ensure that they are compatible and, and we find ways of using them. Things like 5, 5G, for example, um, very early on, we partnered with, with Nokia to, to, to test 5G, um, Cisco with Wi-Fi networks, um, partnering for the, for, for the latest and greatest type of Wi-Fi networks to ensure that our automation systems can function under these networks. Um, um, things like uh, Exxon, for example, we're now partnering with them uh, regarding drone technology. So drone, drones are becoming a massive uh, thing in the, in, the, in the industry at the moment, and they bring massive safety benefits in terms of not having to send people into dangerous areas to go survey and, and identify what's going on. You can now do this with drone technology. So, um, you know, the, these are all the benefits that we can start bringing to the table with partners is that, you know, while we address a certain element of what they require, our partners can help fill in the gaps as well so that, our customers can uh, almost look at sort of a one-stop shop for, for, for bringing in certain technologies in certain areas in the mining industry. Okay, Neil, you mentioned Exxon, and um, this brings me to my next question. Um, the Sandvik Exxon Autonomous Mapping Robot, um, how did this come about and what benefits does it bring particularly to underground mining? So if, if you... Um, Let's first start off with the benefits and I'll go back to, to, to the partnership. So if you look at, as I mentioned just now, um, sending people into dangerous areas, um, especially in massive mining type environments, for example, you know, you always want to see what's happened after the blast. Um, and you always want to understand, you know, what your draw points look like. Um, if there are any, any issues that have been picked up, for example, hangups and things like that. Um, these are typically uh, massive safety concerns for mines and how do we go about determining what the actual problem is in places where we can't see with, uh, what's going on. Um, you're now able to take these, these, these drones, um, you're able to, to move them to the working place um, in the autonomous system. So if you think about this picture that you have, you might have uh, autonomous equipment moving around in that specific working area. Um, you don't want to stop the autonomous system to allow people to interact. You can now take um, a vehicle that's part of the system, part of the same traffic management principles, and you can send this vehicle with a drone in, and you can have instant feedback from, from, from the workings underground to determine exactly what's going on in that specific working area. Um, how this was brought about is, once again, um, us looking into the industry and also industry approaching us, um, saying that we've got this type of technology, um, we evaluate the, uh, the, the technology that the partner wants to bring to the table. We see how it's applicable in our environment. 
And then we work together with them to see how we can then integrate the systems and how we can get them to work together. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing that, that, that we are looking into the industry for all sorts of solutions that we feel may be able to bridge the gap um, for the customer in terms of uh, providing value uh, uh, and, and solutions across their value chain um, where they need them. The biggest problem that customers have right now is that you know, there are a, a plethora of, of solutions in the industry. And for a customer to come up with really what works for them, um, it's very difficult to manage 15 to 20 different suppliers to provide an overall picture. So a customer would rather focus on three or four key solutions and systems that can work together. And then from there, they can then build their, their digital mind and, and manage it accordingly. So if there are uh, suppliers that can bring other elements to the table in the form of partnerships, it may not be their direct solutions, but they interact with, with their systems, it's so much better for the customer. And that's typically how we look at um, going about um, these partnerships. Neil, it's an interesting point that you brought up because, as you said, you know, there's a plethora of technology solutions out there. How does Sandvik work with its customers to ensure that the customer gets what they actually need and not just have another piece of technology or another machine that's not going to bring real value to their operations? Well, I'm so glad you raised that point because that is um, part of my day-to-day -day work and it takes up most of my time. Um, you've, you've really got to sit down with the customer and understand what they want. And because digitalization is so, so new to the industry, sometimes you have to first help uh, the customer on their journey to identify what firstly their vision is and secondly their strategy is. And once you've got a good understanding of that, then you can sit down with the customer and start providing solutions. Um, you know, to make a sale of a new piece of technology because it's the latest and greatest is such an easy thing to do. Um, but whether that is viable and whether it will be a success in the off customers' operations, based on our practical experience, uh, more often than not, it fails um, because of that exact reason. It's just an add-on and a nice to have, and it doesn't really bring the value that it should to the customer. So, you know, first make sure that you, uh, we as Sandvik understand exactly what their requirements are, and then working with them to find solutions that will help them. And it may mean that we take um, a phased or a slower approach introducing technologies over time um, to help them build up their capabilities to be able to use the tools, or it may be that someone is ready and mature enough, and by bringing a bigger package to the table, you can address a lot of their requirements that they need and then you can deliver the solution. But you have to understand first exactly what the requirements are and how you can apply the technology. And this goes across the bank. Um, um, you know, quite often these things are seen for especially information management as a management tool and something that we can use to manage the operations. But the guys on the floor can derive just as much value from these tools as someone sitting in an office trying to manage the day-to-day -day operations. Simple things like, for example, an operator in the morning knows where he has to go find his machine underground. He doesn't have to spend half a shift looking for it because someone from the previous shift didn't park it where they said they should have. Um, or the miner on, on the coal face knowing the status of his equipment and knowing the status of his production. Um, where he's got a large working area to cover underground, um, he can now go onto a tablet and see, well, you now my draw rig has drilled 60 out of 70 holes and he's on track to, to move to the next phase. And my loader has loaded um, half of my tons and he's on target to, 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 to finish the tons for the shift and things like that. And then operators being able to report operational problems as well. You know, um, 
allowing the guys on the ground as well to be able to communicate is really so, so important. And when you look at these solutions, you've got to take all of those factors into account to come up with a proper solution for a customer. We will continue our discussion after this short break. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our discussion with Neil McCoy, Business Line Manager for Automation and Digitalization at Sandvik Mine and Rock Technology. Neil, you, you bring up an interesting point about the human element, you know. Um, so how does Sandvik ensure that, you know, the the solutions that it offers its its clients um, is is optimized uh, to the maximum. Do you offer uh, training service support? Uh, absolutely, um, full training packages, um, full service packages, and support packages are offered. Um, and even in cases where customers want to embark on their own internal maintenance strategies, we've developed um, along with our offering over the years quite a robust. Um, a training package that we offer customers, starting with basic uh, e-learning training right through to full technical training um, and operator training that can ensure the customers get the most out of the system. And we've also got in-house skills, almost like an, an in-house consultancy, if you will, that can sit with the customer after they've bought the, the, the systems um, to ensure that they, they get the benefit out of it. Um, We've got teams all over the world um, with application knowledge and application expertise that can actually sit with the customer and handhold them and guide them through their first uh, few months um, of system usage to ensure that they understand the benefits they're getting out of the system or they understand the journey that they're on. Um, you know, with digitalization, especially information management, it's you don't just flip a switch and from day one you get the benefits. Um, uh, it's very difficult to do that. And even with automation to a certain extent, if you are introducing it, especially to an existing operation, um, to try to find that benefit overnight is not, not easy. So it, you have to assist the customer in their journey as well as they learn to adopt it. Um, you know, each operation in the world is unique. Uh, you can go from mine to mine, even within the same mining group, and the culture and the way they do things are very different um, from, from, from mine to mine. Um, so you have to hold, help the guys through their journey, help the team on site to, 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 to use the tools to the best of their ability. And you actually find that you learn a lot more from the customers as well, because they've got very specific applications, each and every one of them. And by assisting them on their journey, you are also learning how they utilize the tools. And you can take those learnings and pass them on to other customers as well um, in terms of, 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 of implementation of technologies. Neil, earlier you mentioned Automine. Now, I understand that you are developing an Automine solution for the Venetia mine. Are you able to elaborate a little on this? Yes, certainly. Um, Venetia is a, a, a brand new um, underground mine. They've been going on surface for quite a long time. Um, so we, we've, we've sat with, with, with the Venetia team and we've looked at how we can introduce technology as early as possible. Um, into their system so that they can start using autonomous technology. 
And the target in, in, in the next year, at least, is to look at the ability of being able to draw between shifts, um, draw, draw faces out um, uh, with draw rigs that can draw by themselves. So you transfer the draw plan onto the machine. Um, the draw rig is, is, is placed in the working end, and then basically the operator pushes a button, and then he can leave, or alternatively, he sits at a tele-remote center on surface, and he can still then operate the machine tele-remotely during shift changes. And we're also certainly looking at um, the, the loading system, similar type of, of solutions, where we look at the ability of being able to load um, remotely um, as the starting point, because they are developing the 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 the, the um, opportunity for automation is very limited, um, due to the fact that you have to isolate the automated working area currently. Um, so we then look at tele remote loading, the opportunity to do that as the mining footprint expands, and then also certainly our very first aim is to also then be able to load between shifts as well. So the typical dead time you have in in a mining environment, that two to four hours between shift changes and blasting time. Um, that's always time lost. Now, with the automation systems, we are then able to further address and, and get, get better usage out of that, that equipment during those dead periods. And then when the mine starts heading into the production phase, this is where we then start looking at uh, automating the production loaders themselves. So full traffic management, production loaders running to the draw points, back to the dipping point um, and, and dumping down into the oil passes. So full production automation loading. And then at the bottom of the mine on in the ground handling system, then looking at automated trucking loops. So trucks basically pulling in under the chutes um, and then picking up the ore and then running it back to the shaft um, to, 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 to the crushers and dumping it in a full autonomous loop at the bottom of the mine. So the, the bigger picture in the longer term is certainly exciting from an automation point of view, but then also how we bring in automation is it's a good example of how you look at a phased approach what is applicable at certain stages of the mining operation. So starting off with, with the basics, uh, at least giving the operator the ability to, to operate uh, during shifts uh, from a remote point of view, um, and then ultimately then moving into full automation down the line. Neil, as you know, ESG is, is front and center of mining at the moment, and electrified vehicles will play a key role in mining in the future, particularly when it comes to reducing carbon footprints. How much progress has Sandvik made in this regard? Well, phenomenal progress. Um, we, um, we, we have a full BEV offering um, across quite a wide range for, for trucks and loaders. Um, our drills have been operating with batteries for the last five years now that we've had solutions on the table um, for our underground drilling uh, offerings. Um, but the, the, the next step is obviously then how do you automate this? So the technology that Sandvik has selected um, for our battery electric offering uh, lends itself to automation a lot easier than other types of, uh, of battery technologies that people are looking at. So we have a self-swapping uh, uh, battery system uh, on our BEV equipment for, for load and haul. And then this is then much easier to automate because then you can get the machine to drive in, drop its battery off, go to the next battery, pick it up, and then carry on with its with its production cycle, uh, even in autonomous operations. Um, so we are very excited about the future that BEVs bring, um, and uh, it's certainly going to open up the field also to then expand further technologies like um, bringing in artificial intelligence onto equipment, because 
as you know, um, uh, battery electric equipment uh, operates on a very different way to what the traditional diesel equipment would operate, um, where you now have full electronic control of the equipment. So, you know, if you look at it from a from a from a operating principle in terms of being able to control the machine, it's 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 a lot easier to to be able to control an electronic system than what what it is to control a diesel system. Um, so that enables the, the further development of autonomous solutions down the line as well. Okay, Neil, that, that's very interesting. Now, another concept that Sandvik has developed is Optimine. Can you tell us about the solution and the benefits thereof? So Optimine is, is information management. Um, it's really about um, short interval control and about enabling um, the, the guys on the ground, as I've mentioned before, to to, to run their operation from a day-to-day -day point of view. And then from, from a more management type level, having a view of what's actually physically happening under the ground um, and seeing what's going on. So this is all about controlling the information of the equipment and controlling the output of the equipment on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis. Um, we've recently launched our, our new version of Optimine where we track our old Nutrax products and our traditional old Optimine. And we've merged them under one banner now and um, this enables us to provide a full solution um, for the customers in terms of short interval control, information management, CAS level nine um, with full interactions, etc. cetera. Um, obviously, um, uh, this also enables us to interact with our automation systems as well. So uh, one of the elements of, of, of Optimine is, is task management and scheduling. So you now start looking at um, uh, things like being able to assign tasks to automated equipment where they've got a load for the day. So linking that then back to, to, to customer draw control and cave management and things like that, um, this, is, this is how you would uh, bring those elements together. So um, it's really about lifting the lid off the mine and providing people with tools to be able to see what's going on in the mine 24-7 and being able to be proactive about addressing any issues. So the biggest problem any manager has is typical underground scenario is that they don't really know what's going on. At the end of the shift, they are getting a report uh, of what's happened and transpired underground. That's retrospective. It takes them two or three days to sort through what the actual issues were. In the meantime, there's been two, two or three more production shifts that have gone go, uh, uh, that have that have happened, and two or three days more problems to sort through. So you're always retrospectively trying to address the issues, whereas with information management. Because you're taking the roof off the mine, you can actually physically see what's happening on an ongoing basis and address issues before they happen. So if an operator, for example, arrives at a working place that was planned for the shift, and there's some reason why he can't work, power failure, um, pump is broken down, um, flooding in between shifts that uh, wasn't there at the end of the last shift, um, services not working, for example, he can report that immediately. And that machine and operator can then be immediately assigned to another working place. Um, instead of, you know, walking around the mine, trying to find the miner, report the issue, the miner then has to report to surface, then they have to realign and do the plan again, and then they've lost half the shift or potentially the whole shift. Um, so um, this is all about bringing short interval control um, and uh, forward and making it visible for everyone to run a more efficient operation. Neil, it's something interesting that you, you touched on there, and I want to ask this question to you. Don't you think that 
one of the first steps that your clients need to take is actually a change in mindset because you're talking about you know mining from a more proactive approach um and traditionally you know mining has always been set in its way so don't you think that that's one of the first port of calls absolutely um change management sits at the heart of everything but before you even get to the change management side, um, this is about what I spoke about earlier on, where you assist the customer in terms of trying to define what they're going to do. Okay, let's, for example, say we now decide that we are going to issue tasks and track them from a central point of view. It changes the whole way you look at your mining process. So what does this mean? How does this change your decision making? Um, what type of people are you now going to put into the centralized operations center to control the shift? Um, how are you going to break up your day-to-day -day activities? Um, you know, are you going to, for example, look at doing the traditional way where every single section has a specific type of equipment, one of each type, and they manage it on their own? Or are you going to, for example, bring a fleet of loaders together and you can target two or three areas for a shift to load, two or three areas to drill, two or three areas to bolt? Um, so it fundamentally change the way you, you, you look at your mining cycle. Um, these are the things that you have to sit and define up front before you look at digital solutions. Um, once you've done that, you've already got a good understanding of what the tools can do for you. And then when you start implementing these tools, you have to go through the complete change management process. It's, it's about engaging with, with, with everyone involved up front, helping them understand what you bring into the table, what it means to them. And then obviously when it comes to implementation, looking at that handholding, guiding each and every person in the in, in, in the value chain, each and every stakeholder through through the use of the digital tools. And then this is where a phased approach also is advised, you know, start off with something smaller, um, pick a specific problem that you may have on the mind that you're trying to solve, use the digital tools um, to solve that problem, and then you can start looking at rolling them out uh, to, the, to, to, to the broader mining audience. Um, so um, it does take a lot of effort. It's, 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 it's not easy to change people's mindsets. Um, it also goes about making everyone understand what the benefits of the tools are. So if you bring something to the table that's going to make it visible for everyone, um, firstly, you know, um, it makes everyone scared. So, you know, on the floor, they're thinking we're being spied on. Um, some managers immediately reaction on, now I'm going to have a stick to, 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 to hit the people with to, to, because they're not doing their job. And that's the biggest mistake that you can make. Um, you know, it goes about, let's say, for example, we want, we've got an issue, we're not starting on time. Let's all work together and use the digital tools to identify you know, where the problems lie. Um, and we use that as a starting point. So everyone's now working together to the same goal. And that helps introduce the, the tool a lot more effectively than what it would by taking you know, that sort of approach where I've spied on you. And we've had cases like this. I mean, even with world-class operators and world-class people, they've just, for example, poured battery acid onto the data recording device on, on the equipment because he doesn't want Surface to know what he's doing. Um, and that's because it was used as a stick against him. So, you know, <laughs> it's such, such a difficult thing to do because miners, you know, it's always, you know, we want to um, word and blast, we want to get the production going uh, come hella high water. And, you know, we, we will force it down everyone's throat. So, you know, you, you have to start looking at different types of of people and personalities as well that you use, you know, for example, a control, a centralized operations center, control room, you know, there's various words for this. What is the, who is the personality that's in charge and sits there? 
is he the traditional production guy? Um, maybe not. Um, is he a hybrid between that and someone else? Uh, yes, maybe. These are the types of conversations you need to have when deciding, you know, how we're going to use this technology and how we're going to implement it. It's interesting you you talk about the makeup of you know of 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 a mine worker these days. I just want to ask you in the South Africa context, do you believe that you know Sandvik's technology will also enable uh, millennials to find employment in mines, especially? with the high unemployment rate amongst the youth in this country? Look, I think the, the biggest problem we have with, with millennials is they no longer want to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everything's instant these days, um, you know, and, and, and the mine's a tough environment. There, there is a lot of physicality involved and it may not be attractive. So if you start introducing these technologies, um, you know, what better way? Um, uh, my, my VP always says it's like uh, having PlayStations at hand sitting yep. in front of these automated controls. Yeah. Uh, so now you're no longer operating this horrible bumpy machine underground in in, 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 in rough environments. You can sit on the surface in a nice aircon office and operate it. Um, for for anyone else looking at going into the management of mines, you know, um, we talk about the, the actual skills that we have in the industry. And, you know, um, people who've, who've learned by trial and error in the past, that that type of experience is slowly but surely disappearing in the industry. Um, so if we can develop tools to equip these guys up front to have a better chance to deliver on productivity, how much better is it then to attract other talent into the market? You know, you, you've got this digital system in front of you. You can sit in front of your computer and view your whole mind. You can see what's happening at any stage in the operation, things like that. You know, instead of um, the traditional way of managing, I think these are the type of solutions that will certainly help attract the younger generation back into the mining industry and, you know, make them want to come to the mining industry. Hmm. Finally, Neil, are there any other automation or digitalized solutions that you are implementing in African mines or even just trying them out at the moment? Um, we are looking at everything from, from basic um, information management right through to full automation across the African continent. Um, we've found that these days 90% uh, of the greenfield studies that are being conducted um, will all include automation as part of the studies um, right throughout Africa. Um, we talk about uh, skills gaps and, and, and skills transfer. Um, this is really where automation comes to the fore in Africa in terms of being able to, to implement um, uh, technologies into mines from the start and train people up to use the technology. You know, so um, drilling is a classic example of how complicated it is to operate a drill rig. It's a really specialized skill. Um, so if you now provide tools for people to learn that skill a lot quicker, um, you've got a much better chance of getting your operation running up uh, as, as quick as possible when you are implementing new, new, new projects on the African continent. Um, we, we had the Siyama mine, which was a complete solution, including Optimine, Automine, um, and basically everything we could throw at them at that stage. Um, we have a lot of mines in West Africa pushing automation as well as Central Africa. We've rolled out many automation solutions and digitalization is, is falling um, uh, uh, hot on the heels of automation, certainly across the African continent. People want to know what's happening on their mines. They want to manage and schedule better. They want to move away from Excel-based spreadsheets and start using proper digital tools to, to manage their minds. Um, 
So we, we, we've got a wide variety of solutions that we've implemented across Africa. Wow, that certainly sounds exciting and looking forward to the, the mine of the future. Neil McCoy, Business Line Manager for Automation and Digitalization at Sandvik Mining and Rock Technology. Thank you for joining us on Deep Insights today. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, share and subscribe to Deep Insights. Also, remember to visit miningreview.com for the latest African mining news, insights and analysis. Until next time. Goodbye.